Musicians rarely disappoint, and this is an example of that. What's up, everybody? TK from TK's A Brigade. Thanks for listening. So this episode that we're going to dive into here in a minute comes from Cervantes' Other Side on January 7th. Johnny and the Mongrels released their new record, Magnolia and Pine, and I was able to sit down with Jeff, the bassist, and Johnny, the lead singer, and talk to them a little bit about their musical journey. Now, what's cool about this particular episode is that while we were talking, there was music going on in the background. People were coming and going. It was pretty chaotic because this CD release party was getting ready to happen. So I got a little bit of time with the guys as they shared with me their musical journey. So we're going to dive into that episode right now here on TK's A Brigade. Special night here at Cervantes, downtown Denver. I've got Johnny and Jeff from Johnny and the Mongrels. What's up, guys? Hey, hey what's hey. going on? What's going on? So uh, I reached out to Jeff over Facebook a while back and said, hey, man, I'm doing a music series for the podcast. Would love to get you on and get your journey. He said, hey, man, I think Johnny would jump on, too, and uh, talk about where he came from and what his musical journey has gotten him here. So uh, that's what we're going to do tonight. So I'm hoping we get some good info, guys. So, um, yeah, basically, um, I guess I'll start with Jeff. You know, what got you into music? Where did you start? Well, you know, I grew up in a musical family. And uh, dad was always playing the piano and guitar and whatnot. Um, So I was always brought up in it. And then when I was about 15, my sister and I lost my dad in a car accident. And we both kind of turned to it as an outlet to like a positive, you know, a way to get through that without turning to any negative forms. And music really just became a great outlet for me. And right through writing, my sister has a song called Jealous of the Angels. She actually wrote about that event. Um... But yeah, that was at the point where I just decided like music is the thing that I can let every emotion out in any way possible and have it be like a healthy way to do it. And I I just love music and writing and taking a life experience and hopefully touching somebody else with it. So that's great, man. How about you, Johnny? How'd you start, man? Yeah, we uh, we have, I mean, kind of similar stories in terms of our families being involved in music and doing it at a young age my mom was a professional musician for over 40 years she just retired a little while back and she used to drag me on stage when I was a little kid you know yeah oh yeah Uh, so uh it was just kind of whether I wanted to do it or not (laughs) it was gonna happen right like kind of forced in the beginning is what you're saying but then you started to get like kind of fall in love with it yeah exactly just just became you know a part of my life uh, kind of in my blood, I guess, and so it was always, always there. And you know, I went off and did some other things for a while, and sure. and uh, and it would always call me back. So okay, okay. Yeah. Now you're you're a bassist, Jeff, like by trade, and then you're just a lead vocalist, guitarist by trade. Uh, just just vocals, just boring vocals. old vocals. No, I hey man, <laughs> I'm a vocalist as well, and I promise you, some people don't realize, but that could be one of the most trickiest uh, instruments to really like hone and refine so yeah that's great man so are you both natives of colorado or did you guys come from different states uh, oh yeah don't you know <laughs> oh don't oh I'm from no. minnesota are you serious yeah. oh you betcha are you from minnesota too <laughs> no no i'm a colorado boy okay yeah so crazy interesting uh, i did a podcast with asha blaine i don't know if you guys okay. know who that is yeah uh, she's originally from minnesota too so <laughs> we made the minnesota joke on thursday and uh I've got some listeners in Alexandria, Minnesota. So. Oh, nice. And I'm from What's Iowa. What's up, Alexandria? So. Yeah. So, okay, so what made you pick up the bass of all the instruments, Jeff? 
Oh, man, that's a funny story. I was actually touring with my college choir, Minnesota State Mankato. We were over oh, in Europe. Oh and uh, Go Gophers. No, I don't yeah, know. One, I <laughs> Go mean, Hawks. I'd always played. I grew up playing piano. I took Suzuki violin at three, piano at five. Wow. Um, and playing a little guitar and stuff. And then one day this guy just goes, you want to play bass in my band? And I was a bass in the choir at the time. I go, I've never played a bass. And he goes, well, if you can sing bass, you can play it. And so that's it. We went wow. home. He bought me a bass, and I started playing by ear. And wow. that, that's how I started playing bass. That's yeah. amazing. I mean, yeah. I mean, you hear the story a lot of times with people picking up an instrument, and you know they don't really know where they want to start. Like I started with saxophone, and I, I'm a vocalist, so I wanted to be able to sing. And I, you know, you get that reed and that thing in your mouth. And I'm like, I can't sing with this on my mouth, and so I put it down. And I started to sing, and I realized, yeah, I'd rather just hold the mic and move around the stage a little bit. So, how about you, Johnny? What what got you yeah, into vocals? Well, my first instrument was the drums. Okay. I, I always migrated to the drummers in my yeah. mom's uh, projects, and I would just, you know, really just study what they were doing. And, and when they would leave their kits at the house or whatever, I'd jump oh. on them and play. And <laughs> I really did love it, and I thought that's what I was gonna, where I was gonna go. But but then I kind of discovered that I really loved to sing as well. Yeah. And it was like tapping my head and spinning my, you know. Yeah, yeah, I right. couldn't do both together. <laughs> I it got was you. terrible. So yes, so I figured it'd be a lot uh, easier to carry a microphone around than all those dang drums. Right. I mean, it's a lot easier setup. Let's yeah. be honest. Yeah. So nice. All right. So when did you guys start as far as writing your own music versus doing cover tunes? Do you guys remember that age or that time? Hmm. I mean, yeah. I guess that's a really good question. I mean, it's a thinker. I don't know. In college, I guess, okay. I started writing, yeah. And I mean, as far as we go, we, I mean, when we connected, we the first time we hung out, we wrote like five songs in a day. I mean, wow. as far as writing together. That's amazing. Uh, it really clicked right off the bat, and it's kind of been that way ever since. Uh, we, It's easy to write together. But as far as when it started, I don't know. Yeah, I think, I think that probably would be the time where you started to venture out beyond singing stuff that you like, that you heard other people do you know and like you know what i can do this too i can and i've got stories and i got feelings and experience and experiences and yes so why why don't i you know share those right that's kind of how it grew for me for sure that's important yeah Yeah, you know talking to songwriters is interesting because you know different facets of the band right like so you take a drummer and most drummers that are like pure drummers like that's all they do right and same with guitarists but when you get somebody who's versatile who can like you said play drums and then you're like you know i'd like to carry the mic around and i want to be up front um, you know, you start to sit down and you start to take your life experiences and you put them into song. And then it's like, well, okay. So for me, like, I don't play guitar normally. Like, and I don't say this to brag. I simply say this because I'm just dominantly left-handed. So when I tried to start playing guitar, I actually had to flip it over. And my uncle's like, yeah, just play it that way. I'm like, I'm not Hendrix. And he's like, you don't have to be. But if you want to learn how to play guitar as far as writing chords and progressions and stuff, then you're going to have to figure it out because I could not do it normal. So one day I flipped it over and I, I, I say this with both hands in the air that I'm not uh, a guitarist, but I was able to learn how to play guitar over the years and, you know, simply to write music. But with that lyrical aspect of it, it was nice because being able to sing along with what you're writing, I think it really adds that element versus having a guitarist or somebody like a piano player to come along and sit with you, which is just as good, but I think it gives it a different element. So um, you guys have been together for a while, right? As far as playing music together? Yeah, what, 2005, something like that? Oh, wow. Like that, yeah. Or, 
No, 2015. 15. Five, five, <laughs> yeah, about okay. I, I eight years now. Years. <laughs> Seven, eight years, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what, what, who is the biggest bassist uh, as far as inspiration? Oh, uh, do what they do, baby. That's uh, going to be, yeah, Bootsy is, I mean. <laughs> Bootsy Collins? No, 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 baby. I mean, just oh, his man. whole behavior. But I mean, I love so many bass players. Like, sure. it's, that's a really tough question. Marcus Miller is actually one of my favorite as far as just his style. Okay. But like all the Stanley Clark and Victor Wooten is one of the newer ones. Yeah. Claypool, like Flea, nice. even Flea, all, all the cats, you know, there's so, Jocko, there's so many good players. But yeah. as far as stylistic, Marcus Miller's probably my favorite. Okay, nice. Cool. If I now, had to pick. If you had to pick. Well, and that's the beautiful thing is like you can draw from all of those guys, right? Like different aspects and elements of how they play and, and then you can put that into your own uniqueness as, as, a, as a player, as an artist. So. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Johnny? What, who inspired you vocally? Oh, man. I mean, probably, I mean, my top three, probably J.J. Gray, J.J. Okay. Gray and Mofro, uh, Mark Broussard. Okay. And, uh, Doyle Bramhall, the second. Okay. Just soulful cats. Yeah. Just dudes that, I don't know, they just, when I hear them sing, they make me want to sing like that. Sure. You know, and try to try to do the same thing. And they just have just just so much soul. And that's that's what I get, my, that's what I migrate towards. Is that soul deepness? Yeah. yeah. I'm mm-hmm. with you, man. I'm with you. That's great. So I usually ask the guys or the girls that I that I talk to um, two big questions, and the first question this is for each for each of you is, what is the biggest uh, venue or the, what is the biggest crowd that you've ever played to in your career? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> They're thinking. I love it. I love uh, it. I mean, uh, probably like Kiss FM Summer Bash or something. Play opening for Gavin DeGraw. Uh, maybe okay. uh, played op- did an opening show for Randy Travis once. Okay. Uh, Thunder Mountain Amphitheater and some venues like that. So that would be a couple of them. But okay. uh, Grand Old Opry, I played with my sister. That's yeah. That's, oh, I love that. So that probably be the favorite venue. Okay, but. favorite venue, and okay. And what about you, Johnny? Yeah, we had some weird, weird ones early on. <laughs> there were big crowds, but it was I don't know. It wasn't really my scene, but like opening for Thirty Eight Special. Oh wow! And the Doobie Brothers. Oh know, yeah. But. I don't know. It was, they, I mean, they were big crowds. And sure, it was sure. Cool. Uh, but I think my probably my most favorite and biggest one so far that we've done as the Mongrels is is probably the Bluebird Theater here in Denver. Okay. Oh yeah, that uh, was great. That was an incredible show. And it, there was a line be, like it was weird because we were like, well, we're opening for Mark Broussard. It's cool, you know. And we went to dinner and we we coming back to the venue an hour before doors are going to open and there's a line. Like, oh boy. Oh, okay. So maybe there are some people to see us too. <laughs> yeah, I'd put that on my list as well. It was a great, great night. And didn't you do Fillmore with George Porter and stuff? You yeah. were singing. That was. Yeah, and I've done some stuff in New Orleans. It's been really fun. Okay. Uh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, I've you know again, there's a lot of good venues in Denver, and through this series that I've gotten to do with the different artists and talk to, it's interesting because a couple of them that um, they live out of state. And uh, out of the seven that I've done so far, uh, five of them have uh, said that Red Rocks is their favorite venue. And it's crazy because, you know, these guys have toured, you know, like Europe and whatever. And, you know, one of them said Madison Square Garden, which I think would be an awesome venue to yeah. play. But the fact that they said Red Rocks, like, and, and every one of them said there's something magical about it. And it's one of those, like, bucket lists for me, you know, to be able to play that someday if I ever get an opportunity. But we're at Cervantes tonight, and you guys are doing a CD release party, right? Yep. What's uh, tell me about it, man? What's 
What's the? Uh, well, it's our it's our second, uh, I guess, major project together that we've done, and it's the second time we recorded it at our kind of home away from home in uh, Maurice, Louisiana. It's a place called Dockside Studio. Okay. Really, uh, incredibly inspirational place. It's off the beaten path. It's right along the Vermilion Bayou, so the river just slowly goes by the place. There's living quarters there, so you wow. spend time there, and just it's so peaceful and, and inspiring. And there's been a lot of amazing musicians come through there. And Grammy, Grammy award-winning records have been made there. And uh, so this this new album is called Magnolia and Pine. Magnolia and Pine. It's kind of tribute to both our love for Louisiana and New Orleans okay. and then Colorado. So, so those, like those a mixture of both. Yeah. That's awesome. Now, in the writing process, what, uh, how did that work? Did you just come in with a bunch of lyrics and then sit down with the band and say, hey, guys, let's come up with riffs and expound? Or how did that kind of... I mean, did you have any influence as far as the writing, Jeff? Oh, yeah. I mean, some of these were written, like I said, like just sitting down together and I'd start a bass line and he said, I got this lyric idea and we just go from there. And That's then awesome. one of them, like one of my favorites on the record was even written by Johnny and James. 15 minutes before it was recorded in the oh, studio. Yeah, we needed another up. song for he the had record. The lyrics, and, yeah. and uh, I was like, well, I have these lyrics and this this melody that I really think, I, I really like it. I think, what do you think? And we went upstairs from the studio and wrote the dang song, Man. came back down, shared it with all the fellas. And I don't know, maybe five takes, it was, it was done. Wow. Wow. Now, did you guys have anybody come in and produce this record? Did you guys do that yourself? Yeah, Joe Michaels uh, is actually, we're on his label right now, okay. um, and he's uh, Bent River Records, and yeah, he's he produced both the records out there for us, Creole Skies and this one, and it's been a really great experience. He's helped us get in touch with a lot of great musicians and, and into Dockside Studio, and very helpful. So That's awesome, man. Yeah, that's fun. You get to get that creative inspiration coming in from all angles, so... So what are you guys' plans for 23 as far as, I, I mean, obviously you got the CD release and, you know, you want to start pushing that. Are you guys going to start trying to tour, like, nationally? What's the, yep, what's the goal? let's go get it. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yes. that's the next step. We've okay. picked up management now, and so we've got some, we've got a team, which is really yes, cool to have. Very some, important. Some people who, who, you know, they do what they do well, and that, that lets us do what we do well. Yes. And, and uh, so that's in the works right now, and uh, we're hoping um, to probably... I, I'm imagining it's probably going to revolve around starting the tour probably around Jazz Fest in New Orleans. Okay. Which is uh, late April, early May. Right, And then right. So we'll play a bunch of shows down there that are already kind of in the works, and then we'll we'll start off from, from there and see where we go. That's awesome. Yeah, there's a band from Fort Collins called The Sub Dudes. You guys are Oh, right? yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Magni's yeah. a friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah man. Almondy and Magni, those cats, man. Tim Cook, man. Yep. I, you know, I, I was in the music scene up in Fort Collins back in, like, 99, 2004 area. And uh, so I got to meet a lot of the cats that, in that area, um, and they talked about the Jazz Fest. So that was always a cool venue that they always talked about being. Yep. Um, it's life-changing, so. man. You got to go if you've never uh, been. Well, you know, it's funny you say that because the wife's been talking about going to Louisiana and going to New Orleans and checking out that whole southern aspect. Cause you got to do I, it. You know, I'm from mid- the Midwest, and so, you know, you go down to the south, obviously you guys know, and it's completely, well, it's I don't know if it's completely different, but it's pretty It's pretty different. different. Yeah, it's I mean, pretty different. Yeah, so. I mean, a lot, of the, a lot of the songs we write 
are influenced by our experiences down there. So that's good. Man. If you want to uh, have a little taste of what New Orleans is before you go, then pick up Magnolia and Pine. Yeah. yeah. Where can where can people get that? Like, is there a website or? Yeah, we have our own website, JohnnyandTheMongrels.com. Okay. Uh, it's it's on every digital platform you can think of. Um, like Jeff said, we're on uh, Bent River Records. Okay. So yeah, yeah, you can look it up anywhere. You Spotify, just type in, iTunes, yeah. anywhere, and anywhere. Uh, yeah, we'll have NFTs coming out now soon too. Frenchie, a famous artist uh, down in New Orleans, Frenchie actually painted our last show at the Maple Leaf. He painted oh, wow. a portrait of the band, and so we're gonna have uh, prints that you can get. Um, so we'll be launching that NFT campaign here soon as well. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, man. we're excited about that. Well, I'm honored that you guys came and sat with me tonight, and I'll let you guys get going because I know you guys got a show to do. So you've been listening to TK's A Brigade. I got Johnny and Jeff from Johnny and the Mongrels. You can check out their music on every major platform, Johnny and the Mongrels. Go like, subscribe, uh, leave them a comment or a question. Come out and check out a show because if I didn't have a date night tonight, I would stick around and see the show, but I do. So I'm going to have to catch you guys on the flip side. But uh, again, thank you guys for coming and sit with me tonight. And, uh, man, good luck with this year and then where you guys go. Thanks, man. Thanks yeah. for having us. Yeah, pleasure. Thanks for the yeah. time, man. It was a blast. And Thank putting you. up with the background noise, yeah. everybody. Oh, that's Cass Clayton all. warming up up there. <laughs> oh, that's, that's awesome. And that even, uh, that even adds to the audience. So. Right. All right. All right, guys. Well, hey, until next time, take it easy. So there you go, folks. Johnny and Jeff from Johnny and the Mongrels. We were at the CD release party on Saturday, January 7th at Cervantes, The Other Side. Really cool, special night for these guys. Like they said, they're getting ready to, to uh, put together a tour. Anyone that wants to find out more about Johnny and the Mongrels or check out this record, go to every major streaming platform, Spotify, Amazon, iHeartRadio, Apple. All those platforms have his new record. So go download it, check it out. Anyone that wants to come out and see a show, I highly recommend coming and seeing these guys live. They are amazing, and it was such an honor to sit down with them and talk to them about their musical journey. As quick as it was, it was still awesome. So next week, we are going to jump in with my man, Vince Converse. I got to sit with Vince a while back, right before Christmas, and he shared with me his musical journey, well, at least a little bit of it. Please go like, subscribe, share with a friend, hit the support button. It's a dollar a month. That's like changing your couch, and that helps us to bring more relevant content to these platforms. Anyone that's interested in coming on the show and talking about some cool different topics, we are game. And when I say we, Doe, Shay, and TK would love to sit down with anyone who's bold enough to hit us up and ask us questions and bring up relevant content to talk about. We are game, so don't be shy. Until next time, take it easy.